Exeter Public School presents The Bell, a podcast run by kids for kids and the big kids at home. So settle in, don't be late, it's time for The The Bell. Bell. Hi guys, I'm Oscar and I'm Tom and we'll be your host for the second edition of The Bell. Are you ready Tom? Yeah, I'm super excited for this edition. Yeah, we have a couple of really interesting interviews. Who are they with Oscar? We have an Olympic cyclist Brad McGee and we have an interview with our teacher Miss Finn, also known as Georgia Jean. Wow, let's not waste any more time and let's get straight into our first segment, Wacky Weather with Abby. Look at this weather outside. I know, Abby. I only just got in the nick of time. Oh, God. It's almost like Western Australia. What do you mean? Well, a couple of weeks ago, Cyclone Isla had been making landfall between Broome and Port Headland. Oh, wow. I've actually never been through a cyclone before. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Well, it's the strongest cyclone to hit the region in 14 years, and the winds set a new record. Oh, what was the record? Well, the last record was... 174 kilometres per hour, I think. Wow. And this one is 257 kilometres per hour. Wow, it did a good job breaking that record, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's super. Yeah. It's crazy. Terrifying. Tell me a little bit more. Was there any damage? A lot of damage. Ha- a lot of houses got destroyed. A lot of cattle got killed. Oh, no. And a lot of trees got ripped out of the ground. But luckily, no lives were taken. Thank goodness. It was pretty bad. Yeah. So how is the t- what's the town doing to rebuild? Well, the estimated cost to clean it to clean it all up is about four million, I think. Wow. And locals so far have raised sixteen thousand, so we're getting pretty close. Wow, I love that. The power of the community, right? Always the power of the community. Yeah, I love you never that. Never beat it. Absolutely. What else do you know about the cyclone? Well, it had been hovering along the coast of it for a while and it had just been a low alone near the coast of Indonesia for a while. But right. as it came, it became a Category 5, which is one of the worst cyclones you can get. Wow. And it, it went through a pretty un, um, an area with not many people. That's lucky. So a lot of not many people actually got, you know, yeah. affected by it. But it almost got to Alice Springs before um, really? downgrading to a Category 3. Okay, there you go. Wow, Abby. I hope we don't get anything like that here. No, I know the that weather is t- a bit crazy though. That would be terrible. I'm so glad we live in New South Wales. Oh my gosh. Oh no, there it goes again. Oh no. Well, I think that might be all we have, Abby. Yeah. Well, well what's Have you got the umbrella? Oh, <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> Me too. Right, let's go get that umbrella. All right, let's go, Abs. See everyone. See ya. Wow. Thanks for that, Abby. The weather sure can get wild around this time of the year. Sure can, Oscar. Now for our second segment, Amazing Animals. Amazing Animals. Hey, this is Ella. Hi, Ella. How are you? I'm good, Jojo. How are you? Good, thank you. Today we're going to be talking about a cute little animal named Pink Fairy Armadillo. A Pink Fairy what? what? A Pink Fairy Armadillo. Well, that's a unique name. Can you tell me more about this little creature? Well... They have a pink shell on their back and it looks like salmon. And they've got white fur that looks like rice. So I like to call them mini sushi rolls. Yum, can you eat them? No, they're little animals. Of course you can't eat them. Aw. But they are pretty cool because they like to live underground, but I don't really have a reason why they live underground. Maybe they're predators? What are their predators? 
Well, that is probably right because their predators are dogs and cats. So, yeah, what do they like to eat? They like to eat worms and grubs and probably like other little bugs. But that's probably all I think they eat. Wait, maybe they eat sushi. <gasps> That'd be so funny if they did, though. Well, if you like calling them sushi rolls and if their predators are cats and dogs, let's hope my cat doesn't try and get one of those things. <laughs> they also have a very big lifespan for the little creature they are. How long? Five to ten years. Wow, that's pretty long. You wouldn't think it's that long, but it's actually pretty long for a little creature. How big are they? They're probably about like the size of a ruler, maybe a little smaller. Wow, that's really cool. Oh, oh that's, that's the, the bell. bell. Yeah, let's go. I'm pretty hungry anyway. Yeah, all this talk about this is making me wanting some sushi. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks, guys. That pink fairy armadillo was armadillo-y out of this world. Tom, that joke was awful. Ouch. <laughs> all right, I'm getting out of here. Let's kick it off with 3-4 and their kids chat. Hi everyone, welcome to Kids Chat with 3-4. Today with me I have George. Hello. Immy. Hi. Hamish. Hi. And Elvie. Hello. So, Elvie, what have you been doing in class recently? Well, we've been reading a book called The Wild Robot and it's about a robot whose ship has sunk in the sea. And she gets washed on an island and she has to survive. Oh, wow. That sounds super interesting. Is there anything else you'd like to say about that? Um, sh- we've only read up to chapter six, 16? 16. Wow, that's pretty far. Well, I also heard you've also been doing something else super fun. Hamish, would you like to tell us about it? So we've been doing some pixel art and like we've been trying to put like a make a robot and put it on a piece of painting and we might also make make a robot animation. Oh wow. Would you like to tell people who don't know what pixel art is? So like there's pixels on screens and then it's like you're drawing something that will go like with the pixels you can print it or like you can maybe make it like your avatar thing. Wow, that sounds super interesting. Well, Imi, what else have you been doing in class recently? We've been doing some coding. Ooh, coding. What have you been coding? On a app called Make Code Arcade, we've been learning how to make games with instructions that it's provided. Ooh, how fun are the games? Are they fun? Yeah, we've only done one really so far, but yeah, it was really fun. Wow. And George, our last person here, what else have you been doing? We've been doing a diary about Roz. It's like a first person diary. First person diary? You're able to tell a couple people what that is? So, like, there's I climb the mountain and there's she climbed the mountain. So, I means first person and she is third person. Wow. And uh, that's all I got to say. Well, that's super interesting. And I think that's all we have time for today. I'll let you guys get back to it. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Wow, that sounds like Free For has done some really amazing stuff. It sure has. Now let's blast off into space with the astronomical Astro Boys. Space time! Hi guys, welcome back to the astronomical Astro Boys, Jax, Oscar and Ethan. And we're back in the solar system to tell you more about outer space. Now Oscar, have you ever thought about how the space race evolved? Yeah Jax, I actually have thought about the space race because it's such a curious topic. Well, to me anyway. I've been wondering for so long what actually happened. Well, it was about two countries in the world racing to see who made it to space first. The Soviet Union and the US. You interrupt. Thanks, Ethan, but I wasn't talking to you. You're welcome. Now, Jax, can you tell me what happened in the space race? Oh, you guys stopped interrupting me. What a surprise. Anyway, I would, but you know, I have nothing much in the old brain bank. <laughs> you got that right. Now, let me tell you a story. Ooh, ooh, I love stories, except for the ones my mum tells me. <gasps> Does this one have princesses and ponies? <laughs> no. As much as I would love it to, it doesn't. The space race began like this. It all started in August 1955. This started in the former Soviet Union, although you may know it as Russia. Does this have anything to do with the Space Olympics? (laughs) That's funny. Russia was wanting to go to space. America heard about this and kind of bragged that they were going to make it to space before Russia could. And who won? I'll get to that, Jax. This caused a race about which country was going to make it to space first. The first person to leap into space was Russian and their name was Yuri Gagarin. Yuri Gagarin? Are you sure it wasn't a dog? Because I read a book with pictures about a dog and that made it to space. And what do you mean about leap? Did Yuri leap from his house all the way to space? No, you silly muffin. (laughs) No one can actually leap into space. But yeah, it was a dog named Laka. But that dog sadly didn't make it to space. Yuri was successful though. Although Yuri Gagarin was the first person to enter space, Apollo 11 was the first space crew to land on the moon. So technically, Russia won the space race, but Neil Armstrong and his lads got to the moon first. But I heard that was fake, and a few other people say that, so why should I believe it? Well, I heard Ethan doesn't believe in the moon landing. Let's hear why. Thanks, Oscar, for passing it on. Here are some reasons why I believe the moon landing is fake. This one's for you, Jax. (laughs) Now, how did they get the cameras up there before he even landed? I mean, they're... They were flying the ship and then Neil Armstrong landed. But how is that the first step? They had to get out of the ship to put the camera there and then go back in or something, right? That's what I'm saying. I know. I've heard you say that many times, Jax. Now, you might be wondering about the space rock that Neil Armstrong apparently brought back from the moon in his pictures and videos. There were no rocks. Anyway, his booth made an imprint and in the picture it was way different. Well, I heard somewhere that the footprint on the moon will be there for another 100 million years. Do you believe this, Ethan? The moon landing is fake and the surface is as hard as Patrick Starr's home, so I don't believe it could make an imprint. And how do you stab the American flag into the hard surface? Yeah, fair enough. What about you, Jax? Well, 100 million years sounds like a long time and I don't think that's even possible. But anyway, that's just a few reasons why I don't believe in the moon landing. Does anyone else believe in it? Well, all the Americans do. Yeah, because Armstrong was like a national treasure. He sure was. In fact, he was kind of my idol. Anyway, see you next time when we're back in the solar system. And that's a wrap from the Astronomical Astro Boys. Bye. Wow, Ethan, that was super controversial. It sure was. Now let's dive into Kids Chat with you one. Welcome to Kids Chat with Year One. And today we're going to be learning about uh, the faraway tree with Year One. Today we have Lizzie. Hi. Molly. Hi. 
Annabelle. Hi. And Charlotte. Hi. And I was wondering, what are your favourite characters, Lizzie? Mine's Moonface because he's funny. Nice. Molly, what's your favourite character? Silky because she has nice, long, silky golden hair and a beautiful dress. She sounds beautiful. Um, Annabelle, what about you? Silky because she um, has a beautiful hairstyle and beautiful dress. Nice. And Charlotte, what's your favourite character? Bessie and Silky. And why's that? Because Bessie is talented and Silky is kind. Nice. And I've also heard that you've been creating spells. What spell have you been what what spell have you created, Lizzie? Um anything what I want. Molly, what's your spell? To make me turn into any Harry Potter ca- character whenever I want. Nice. Annabelle, what's your spell? To make every creature in the world tiny. <laughs> and what's your spell, Charlotte? To make my hair grow really long. Nice. Well, I better let you get back to your faraway tree reading. So, bye. Bye, Bye, Sam. I remember reading The Magical Faraway Tree back in the day. It was great. Thanks for that little trip down memory lane, Oscar. Now let's see what the boys have to say in Sport Talk. Sport Talk. I'm Marco. I'm Matt. And I'm Sam. And, and we've, we've come, come to, to tell you what's happening in the sporting world right now. Also, if you like surprises, stay, because if you don't, you will regret it. I love surprises. Did I ask? Break it up, guys. Anyway, Marco, I know you love soccer, and I was wondering if you're going to watch the match coming up between Southampton and Liverpool. Of course I'm going to watch it. Do you think I'm crazy? Well, kind of, but anyway, who do you think will win the game, bro? First of all, I am not crazy. And I think that Liverpool will win because they have won more games in a way higher in the leaderboard. Plus, they are obviously better. Also, Matt, what's all this about some terrible new team in the NRL? Whoever told you that obviously needs to wash their mouth out with soap because they are totally wrong. The team is called the Dolphins and they are doing extremely well at the start of the season. They have dropped a bit, but they are still so good. Fine, Matt. Calm down. Jeez. Also, Mr. Matting Matt... What's this all about? Some stupid game a bit later between the Sea Eagles and the Eels. Even though I don't care, you probably do. Oi, this is going to be an absolute epic battle and I'm dying to watch it, even though I already know the results. The Sea Eagles are so going to crush the Eels because everyone knows the Eels have been doing terribly and the Sea Eagles great. Oi, the Eels are going to crush the Sea Eagles just because they've lost a few matches doesn't mean they'll lose this one. Oi, who led the special guest in? Who's supposed to wait until the end? Well, whatever, we'll just introduce him now. This is Tom Goodwin, and, it, and apparently he goes for the Eels. That's right, I do, and I also know the Eels will crush the Seagulls. Well, good for you, Tom. Well, this is Tom out. Finally, he's gone. I heard that. Well, this brings us to the end of the first edition of Sport Talk. But before we finish, we need a joke, because Sam loves a joke, don't you, Sam? I sure do. OK, I've got one. Why shouldn't you play soccer in the forest? I don't know. Why? Oh, it's going to be a cracker. You think everything's a cracker, Matt. Oi, stop chatting and start turning your ears on. Because there are too many cheaters in the forest. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I called it. I knew it was going to be a cracker. 
Well, oh, bye, bye guys. guys. Marco out. Matt out. And Sam out. Thanks, fellas. You're always ahead of the game in sport talk. Now we're going to have a very interesting interview with our teacher, Miss Finn. She also goes by the name Georgia Jean. Let's dive right into this interview. Hello, I'm Jenna. And I'm Izzy. And today in the studio, we have the wonderful Miss Finn. Hey, girls. Jenna, did you know those tunes we were just listening to were the wonderful Miss Finn? Absolutely. Miss Finn is more than meets the eye. Indie singer-songwriter Georgia Jean blends infectious harmonies and lyrics that tug at heartstrings to create an incredibly moving listening experience. Her mesmerising vocal soundscapes paired with pop rock backing, are inspired by artists such as Angie McMahon, Florence and the Machine, and Meg Mack. Well, Miss Finn, today we're going to ask you a bit about your music and teaching career. So, how does it feel juggling music and teaching at the same time? To be honest, it can be pretty exhausting. Um, As you know, I'm teaching you two this year, so moving um, away from school and heading Mm. down the coast to play in shows can be a little tiring, Um, But it's mostly a fun time. I like to see Hmm. it as sort of living a double life. And I get to be my own like alter ego of a (laughs) night time, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, it's um, it can be tough, but I I enjoy it. Hmm. Sounds tiring, but fun. (laughs) If you had to choose between teaching and singing, which one would you choose and why? Honestly, I'd choose both. Um, I really love my teaching career Mm. and I really enjoy singing. Um, Obviously, it would be nice if I was a little bit more famous, (laughs) but um, yeah, I think even if my music career took off, I would definitely want to still casual teach as well. Yeah, I mean, you already are famous, but... (laughs) Uh, Izzy, stop it! (laughs) Can you tell us a bit about the recording process and what it's like getting getting involved and getting your music out there? For sure. It's, um, It's a really long process. So obviously we write a song or I write a song first and I take it to my band to learn and practice and record. Yeah. Um, and then we book a studio and a producer mm. and we spend a few days um, playing the song and recording it. And then it has to get mixed and mastered, which is where um, all the instruments are sort of set to the right level so that it's um, good for the listening ears. And then we Mm. organise some kind of artwork, which I usually like to use um, a local artist. And then it all gets uploaded um, onto the streaming platforms for everybody to listen to. Mm, Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, we heard you have some new music on the way. Can we get the inside goss? Mm, (laughs) All right, I'll let you in on the little (laughs) secret. Um, So like I said before, the recording process is a pretty long one and I've just come out of that um, process over the last holiday break. So I spent three days up in Forbes Street Studios Mm -hmm. in Sydney and I recorded two singles and the next one that's coming out is um, called Angelica Green And it's about um, a really close friend of mine who's just moved down to Victoria. And, yeah, Mm. it's really fun and really fresh and it's going to be a little bit different to the EP. Well, that sounds very exciting and very fun. Keep out for June. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Last question for this session because we know you have a show to get to. Drum roll, please. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, how do you come up with the lyrics to your music? Because I know for some artists it is very hard. Um, it's a different process for everybody, but I think, um, I find it quite easy. 
Um, so the way I write my songs is I have a um, melody on the keyboard written first, some different chords, and then I sort of sing along to that. And if I like what I've sung, I'll write it down and then kind of work through the lyrics from there. And then, um, yeah, I guess one song that would be cool to share on here is Riding Bikes, which is a bit of an Exeter School favourite. But in this song, um, I talk about a childhood friend of mine who was my neighbour. And it just so happens to be Eve and Ollie Desborough's mum, Ali. Yeah, so that was um, the lyrical inspiration for that Mm. song. Sounds very sweet. Yeah, (laughs) very cute. Well, Miss Finn, that brings us to the end of our session today. We really enjoyed having you here. Yes, we did. And we hope you like all the questions and have a wonderful rest of your day. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm hoping I'll get to chat to you girls (laughs) later in the year after the singles come out. (laughs) Yes. Bye. Goodbye. Wow, I never knew Miss Finn did so much outside of school. I know, it's crazy, right? Moving on now, let's get to Kids Chat with Kindy. Welcome to Kids Chat. I'm here with Kindergarten and I'm also here with Hunter. Hi. Luke. Hi. Millie. Hi. And Lily. Hi. So, in Kindergarten, you've been learning some hard words. Millie, what's one of the hard words you've been learning? Well, was because I used to do W-O-S, but now I do W-A-S. That's really good. What about you, Lily? Um, that's because it's T-H-E. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. What about you, Hunter? Um... <coughs> Was why is was hard for I you? I thought it was U-I-M. Okay. Now, um, Luke, what about you? My tricky word is was because I used to think it was um W I kept forgetting it was W A S and I kept doing W and then I remembered it was W-A-S. Okay, that's really cool, guys, that you're learning your tricky words. Now, I remember in kindergarten reading a lot of books. Millie, what's one of your favourite books? Um, mm, One of my favourite books is Ella Will Not Go to Sleep and my second one is Pig the Pug, the winner. Big cheats. They sound like really good books. Lily, what about you? Mine is there's too much elephants in the house. That sounds like a very complicated and a bit funny book. Okay, what about you, Luke? Mine is what do you do with all the poo from all the animals at the zoo? That sounds like it a is, really funny one. It is a very funny one. They keep arguing what they do with all the mm. poo. One of the big yeah. sisters um, said they make it into chocolate ice cream. That sounds disgusting. And they make it into kids' chocolate cake. That's also yuck. very disgusting. <laughs> yes, yuck. Hunter, what about you? Um, Pick the fibber. 
Why do you like Pig the Fibber? Because it's funny and he's a bit sl- silly and it blames Trevor. Oh, poor Trevor. Mm. Well, thank you for your time. You guys better get back to class to do some of your more cool learning. See you next time on Kids Chat. Thanks for that, Kendi. Sounds like you've been busy little bees over there. Now we're moving into Curious Creatures with Alana and Aiden. Curious Creatures! Hey, Aiden. Guess what? What? I recently discovered a new animal. Have you ever heard of a tigon or a liger? No, never. Are those even real animals? Yes, indeed they are. Ligers and tigons are like tigers and lions mixed. A tigon and a liger are basically the same thing. Just with different names. What? That is amazing. So a liger's the female and a tigon's a male? Is that how Not it works? quite. The liger is a hybrid offspring of a male lion and the tigress. The liger has parents of the same genus, but of different species. The liger is distinct from a similar hybrid called the tigon and is the largest of all known extinct felines. Whoa! So the liger is male and the tigon's female? Not quite, but they both can be the same gender. If I'm honest, this is extremely confusing. Well, it's easy for me to understand because I've done loads and loads of research and I've discovered that they're really rare to come across. Wait, do ligers and tigons have manes? Actually, that's a great question. In fact, they both can possess manes. So they are more like lions instead of tigers? Not really, but they do possess some features of a lion. So technically, yes, they are kind of more like lions, although they can have stripes like a tiger. Do you know any jokes about lions or tigers? Indeed I do. What's a tiger running a copy machine called? What? A copycat. Now, that, that was a good joke. That's the bell. See you next time on Curious, Curious Creatures. Thanks for that, Alana and Aiden. It was very confusing, although it was still interesting. You're too right, Oscar. Now we're going to move on to Kids Chat with Year 2. Yeah. Welcome to Kids Chat with Year 2. Thanks for that, Tyler. Um, Electra, I've heard you've been doing tricky words lately. That is true. Um, yeah, we've been doing tricky words and E-R and E-R is our focus for this week. E-R? That sounds pretty cool. Um, Tyler, what, you've been on the computers pretty recently and you've been learning about Safety Town. What's that about? Um, Safety Town is a town that's on the internet you can get on iPads or phone. You just have to search Safety Town. You've got some cool pictures in it and it teaches you the right things to do. On to Fergus. Yep, on to you, Fergus. Okay. So you've been on the computers recently with, like, a lot of technology and stuff. What do you like about the computers? Uh, you don't need to use a lead pencil and... You don't need to rub stuff out. You just need to press the button. That's so cool, Fergus. I hope you're enjoying that instead of the, the hand way. 
It certainly is better than handwriting. I definitely know that much. True. Because that's annoying when you have to handwrite and you have nothing to look at and then it takes more effort to take out the letters. It is, Tyler. Now, Hayley, you've been a really good reader, I hear. Um, What books are you reading? Hot Dogs. Hot Dog? What one are you up to? I think it's number six. Good job. You must be a good fast reader. You must be. Um, who's your favourite character? Kev. Kev? Is he... Like, what animal is he? A cat. He's really funny. Really funny? Sounds like me. Um, thank you for joining us here, everybody, today. And we'll Thanks see... Thanks for being with Kid Chat. And thank you, Tyler, for taking my job. See you next time. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. See Bye. you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for that, year two. Shout out to Tyler, my man, although he took my part. He sure did, Oscar. Now we're going to go into something a little bit more serious with the principal's address. Today we welcome Mr Barnes to give us some updates on what's been happening around the school and to also let us know about any exciting things on the horizon for our school. Mr Barnes, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a busy and exciting start to the term from the students' perception. Can you tell us about what has been happening as part of your role? Absolutely, Josh. And welcome back to Term 2, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast number two. Uh, Big shout out to everyone involved, all the students and staff involved in producing podcast number one. I'm not sure of the exact numbers, but I know a lot of people in our community have had a listen to the podcast and have all just gave rave reviews about the podcast content, Mm. um, the whole idea behind the podcast and engaging the community and the students involved in in creating the podcast as well at school. So well done to everybody involved with that. A couple of big things happening this term, Josh and Grace. Uh, We have our school reports going home. So staff are busy at the moment doing some final assessing um, and different assessments in the class, literacy, numeracy, science, history, geography, PE. We're looking at all those skills and ideas that we've taught you so far this year, and we're gauging your ability to achieve against our out New South Wales outcomes and also looking at areas that we can report back to your parents to say, your, your child is doing really well in these areas, but these are where they need to go to next. These are some other things that they can do to mm-hmm. further improve their learning. Yeah. So um, the reports will go home in the last week of this term, and we actually, we are, we're using our School Bytes platform to create and publish our school reports this semester for the first time ever at Exeter. So rather than spending the hours and hours of time that it takes to print reports, and we usually have a lot of errors when we get to that stage, um, we're actually sending them home digitally. So the reports will be published, digitally signed by our staff, and emailed home to parents in that last week of school. And parents will then have that email with the PDF that they can either download, print off a copy if they want, or they can just read online, saving the whole reams of paper and putting things in envelopes and sending home and getting crushed in school bags and all of that jazz. So that's um, yeah, a very big part of this term. We've also, we're, we're finalising our school plan. So we, we ask parents and community members for feedback um, on how we do things at Exeter and how we can make our school move from a good school to a great school. Um, so we've taken all that feedback on board, staff are very busy planning for where we want our school to head in the next three to five years, which is really exciting. We've got lots of really innovative and really great ideas of things that are coming up in the future. Um, And the last update from me, Josh, is just a joke of the week. 
So in the playground, I like to ask the students as I'm walking around, who's got a great joke this week? And here's one that we heard earlier this week. What do you get if you cross a centipede and a parrot? What do you get? A walkie-talkie. <laughs> so I thought that was a good... I don't actually remember which student told me that, but I remember we heard that in the playground and I noted that down and thought, oh, I'll have to mention that when we get to podcast two. So that's for me. What new and exciting things are planned for the remainder of term... For the rem- the remainder of this term and term three? Oh, great question. So we're actually, we're doing something that we haven't done at Exeter for a number of years. We're bringing back the talent show, the talent quest. So I think you remember, and I'm seeing lots of smiling faces in front of me right now. Um, uh, oh, it's probably four years ago now. We had a talent quest over in the uh, brick building in the classroom and we had skipping, we had musical performances, yeah. stand-up comedy routines. We had a whole range of things. And as a staff, we're looking at what can we do in terms of creative arts, something new and exciting Mm. this year that we haven't done for a while. Mm. We could have done a school play again, which engages a lot of students, but we thought let's just do something a little bit different and see how it lands this year. So we are bringing back the school talent quest. Um, So that will be in term three. More details on the exact time and date will come out, but we'll be putting a call out later this term for students who want to do a solo or a group performance um, as part of that that talent show. And we're looking at making it a really big event that'll engage our parents, our wider community and all the staff and students here at Exeter Public School. Thanks for joining us today on the Exeter Podcast. Thanks, Mr Barnes. It's always good to be able to hear what's going on in the school. Now we're going to listen to the girls and sharing their inner thoughts about how they're going to feel going into high school. Welcome to this segment of the podcast, which might never happen again, so I'm going to make a bad joke. This is going to get cheesy. Let's get the mice traps. Now, it's not just me who works in a Micefield cheese factory. Mmm, mm, what an interesting joke. Wow. We've talked a lot about cheese and mice, and that's not what we're here to talk about. We're in year six, and as you guessed, next year we're going to high school. That's a big step in our lives, but just not in our lives, in everyone's lives. So I'm here to introduce some of our classmates to tell us about what's what it feels like to go to a high to go to high school and just all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but firstly, I'm going to Mossvale High School next year, and so am I. So, Amy, when someone asks you about high school, how do you feel? What goes through your head? Well, I feel like I'm going to gain a big part of my life and lose it at the same time. What about you, Grace? I feel the same. I feel a little bit anxious to go, but then at the same time I feel like, well, it's going to be exciting going to a new school, you know. I get to make new friends, new experiences, like just new things that I can do that I can't do in Exeter, you know. Yeah, but like one of the bad things is having to learn where everything is when you already know this place, like where everything is. like Yeah, and like the people, like there's so many more kids there. Like there's 100 people in a class where in our school... We like have 100 in a little bit more, so it's, so, yeah. it's definitely heaps more students. Big change. Yeah. So, Izzy, you're not going to Mosfat High. You're going to the Southern Highlands Christian School. How do you feel? Do you feel – what do you feel? 
Well, to be completely honest, at the start, I didn't want to go because I felt like I would have to, you know, gain a big part of my life and, you know, but then again, lose it at the same time because of, you know, friends going there and just... That's yeah. always not you know, fun. A lot of Yeah, it's not fun at all. Yeah. It would make uh, you feel a bit yeah. anxious. It and made me feel like really sad. bad. But yeah. now towards what we're actually going to high school, which is kind of scary, but... Um, yeah. That we're towards going to high school. I'm feeling a bit better that I'll get to probably make new friends, have different friend groups and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. I think... I, I think do more stuff. I think when you get there, you'll feel a lot better. Yeah. yeah. You actually get there. And a lot yeah, of 100%. us would be in the same boat, you know, all of yeah. us, you know. Yeah, like... Yeah. Just a bit anxious and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, Izzy, you're not as scared of being without the other girls and boys anymore? No, I'm not at all. I just feel like everyone will find their own people and they'll just find all different friend groups, open up to everyone. Yeah. You get, you're gonna find mi- their place. You're going to yeah. miss us though, right? I'm yeah. always right. going to miss you guys. <laughs> okay. I, I will Thank never forget you. Thank God. Like, what's something you're really excited about, you know? What's something when you think of high school, you go, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited for the like the times table, not the math times table, oh, okay. but like the, t- <laughs> the times table for like the day. It sounds really like silly, but I really am because, you know, you have certain times where you have to do stuff. But sounds, yeah, okay. it sounds, <laughs> sounds a bit stressful to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you feel so open about it. I would yeah. feel a bit, you know, like, oh my God, jeez. That's yeah. so much stuff I have I feel to fit like, into such I feel a like small. I'll have my binder and I'll just be ready for the day. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> okay, so thanks, Izzy. Abby, you're going to Mossvale High School. How do you feel? Well, I'm pretty anxious, but I think I'm going to feel better once I get there, like I said to Izzy. It's it's always going to be a new adventure to meet new people, but not everyone's, you know. So I'll just have to go there and show myself and I think... Everyone will love you for sure. Yes, oh. Yeah. 100%. Oh, that Thank makes sense. you. That makes sense. So what's... What's something you're also excited about Mosfer High School? Well, to be honest, as I said earlier, I, I'm a bit excited about finding new people that I'll be friends with and maybe people I haven't seen for a while. Um, uh, I'm a bit excited about looking around and finding stuff out because I'm a fan of exploring places mm. that yeah. I haven't been with. You're not nervous about getting lost and walking into oh, class late? I was, I, was, I was about to say that I'm a bit anxious about, you know, being late and... I don't. I'm not a fan of huge crowds like that. Yeah. Mm. And with yeah, the amount of people that's gonna be there, I'm a little. Yeah. 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 So, um, I just want to get our last classmate on, Alana. How are you today, Alana? I'm good. How are you? I'm all good. So you're going to Chev. Yeah, that's right. So, do you feel good or bad about it? I'm kind of in the middle. I don't want to lose the friends I've already made at Exeter. But yeah. also, you sort of want to get new friends and try and see just. Yeah. All that yeah. Sort of stuff. yeah, a bit, yeah. Makes sense. You're not going with any of the girls in the class. Do you feel bad about that or do you feel like meh? Like you're excited to meet new girls without the past hanging on to you? I kind of feel a bit sad that I'm going to be, um, you know, the only girl that I know. Yeah. Um, it's pretty nervous. I'm going to be pretty nervous. A bit, yeah, it's yeah. scary. Mm. Um, well, you heard it from all of us, different opinions, different high schools, and we all seem nervous and excited. Yeah. So that is it from all of us. Have a really good time. Bye. Have a Bye. great day. Bye. 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 Bye.
Thanks, girls. We're all feeling a bit nervous when it comes to high school. Myself included. Now let's get into Kids Chat with 4-5. Hello, everyone, and welcome to... Kids Chat! With the wonderful Year 4-5. Today I have Harry M. Hello. I have Ale. Hi. Heidi. Hi. Hi. And I also have Harry T. Good eye. And don't forget, Martimus. Hello. Hey, guys. Now, I hear that you've been doing some really interesting things in class lately. What's all this about Malawi? Well, with Miss Kemp, we read this book called The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. Mm. And it's about this boy in Malawi, mm. in a small town that has no power. Yeah. Um, and this boy wanted power for his town. Mm. So he went to his local junkyard and found old bits like half a bike, mm. wood, rusty metal and stuff. Yeah. And then he built this windmill and created like power for his town. Mm, that sounds very generous of him. What about you, Ali? We've been doing a bit of cooking lately and one of the dishes that we made was is called Seema. Yes. Yeah made out of this um, plant called maize, yeah. which they grow in Malawi. Mm-hmm. Um, so the closest thing we know of it would probably be corn. Yeah. So if you mush it up, um, you can it turns into this powder and you can mm. cook it into this ricey dough on fire. Um, and that's what we did here at school, yeah. which was very fun. That sounds very fun and yum. What about you, Harry T.? We did a research project on Malawi and we learnt lots of interesting facts like the capital city of Malawi is Lelongwe. Sounds like some hard work. Now, what about you, Martimus? We heard that you used to actually live in Malawi. Yes, I actually had. Yeah? Does anybody have any questions for him? Um, what was school like? School was a lot bigger than the schools. I mean, the school in Exeter. I mean, mm. um, and there was a lot less technology. Yeah. Anyone else? What What did you do for games and fun? We played soccer, tennis, and another sport. Sport sports that I can't remember. Mm. What kind of animals did you used to see in Malawi? We saw we saw elephants. Hmm. And we also had other lot of snakes. Oh, mm. snakes suck sometimes. <laughs> Martinez, uh, what type of food did you eat in Malawi? Oh, we ate um, uh, sima, like Alessandro said. Hmm. And a punk. Oh, we had. A kind of pumpkin leaf salad. They also ate salted rats. Salted rats? Hmm. One more question. What was the some of the desserts that you used to eat? They actually made milk tarts. Mm. And they made a drink using those too. Hmm. Mm. That sounds all yum and the salted rats sound a bit, you know, picky for me, but <laughs> but Heidi. What about any interesting things that you know about Malawi? Um, well, 
the book, um, The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, we mm-hmm. did um, uh, a um, science thingy bobby on it. An experiment? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, we had to make electricity um, yeah. using, um, so, uh, squint, like, you got to make windmills. Mm-hmm. Like, and we got put into groups and, yeah. And, um mm. How did you make the windmills? Were they like mini or were they like these massive windmills, you know? Uh, they were big, not b- big, like mm. smallish. Yeah, smallish. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. I hope you all have a great rest of your day and, you know, just enjoy learning more stuff at school. I hope you all have fun. Bye. 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 Thanks for that, 4-5. Malawi sure is an interesting place. Now we're coming back to Tyler, who will be hosting his very own segment of Truck Talk. Go, Big T. Welcome to Truck Talk with Tyler. So today we're going to be talking about the rent, um, the right friend of truck that you should have for your job. So if you're an earth mover doing oversized loads, I think it would be best for you to have Mac, Western, Star or even Kenworth. If you're just hauling books along the world, I think it would be better for you to have a man or scanner. If you're doing like just hauling like trees, I think that's good for Kenworth and Western stuff, okay? But if you're just like normal truck, that like it's your work truck to like get around with campers and like tools and like your landscaper, Azuzu or Hino. They'll cut it. So thanks for being in this chat today. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Tyler. You always seem to lift the mood when you're here. Seems like you have a very good interest in trucks and diggers. Now we're moving on to my good mates in Year 6 with Kids Chat. Hi guys and welcome to Kids Chat with Year 6. We've been really busy in Year 6 lately. Today I have Ethan with me. Hello. Imogen. Hi. And Abby. Hi. Now Ethan, I noticed that you have your soccer socks on and you must have played like a game today. How'd you go? Good. We played two games and we won one against Robertson and then we lost one against Barrel. Well, that's okay. Barrel's pretty good. Very good. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Um, did you like have fun and enjoy yes, the experience? Yes, we did. Cool. Sounds fun. Yeah. Well, I'm not in the team, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about you, Abby? What have we been doing in class lately? Well, at the moment recently, we've been listening to a podcast called Everyday Heroes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how's that been going? It's been going quite well. We always have to write down a little something. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, basically... It's a podcast that shows people who are heroes don't have to be big people in capes. Yeah. Big bulky people with like eight packs and stuff. That's <laughs> what I wanted to say. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Imogen? So in fitness, we've been doing like lots of like fun activities. like, And then the run is really good because like on Thursdays, the leaders like set up activities and then but if you don't want to do the activity and you want to do the run, you can. So Very fun. Yeah, I like yeah. the run. Runs are really fun. Yeah. yeah. 
But I'm a leader, so I don't get to do it. Yeah. <laughs> leaders Same don't here. get to do the run on the Thursday, which is sad. Sometimes it's not fun being leader, but all the time it is. At the yeah, same but time. like you get to see little kids happy and running around and don't you think that just makes you feel good? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us today, fellow Year 6 students, and I'll You're see welcome. you next time in Kids Chat. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, Year 6. We sure have been busy in the classroom, haven't we, Tom? Yeah, we sure have. Now we're going to move on to an interview I know a lot of you have been excited for, famous Australian cyclist Brad McGee. He is such an inspiration. Let's jump right into his interview. Hi, everyone. We are so lucky to be joined today by Brad McGee. Brad McGee is a famous Australian cyclist and coach. To give you a bit of insight into how famous he is, listen to some of these achievements. When he won gold at the 2004 Olympics, Olympics in Athens. He, he has won five Olympic medals in total, one gold, one silver and three bronze medals. He was the first Australian to wear the, to wear the leader's jersey at the Tour de France, a major event in Italy and another major event in Spain. He achieved bronze at the 2000 Olympic Games just 18 days after having a plate and seven screws inserted into his collarbone. He needed this from a recent training accident. He was recently awarded the Medal of the, of, of the Order of Australia. Pretty impressive, eh? I want to hand over to Josh, who will ask Mr McGee a few questions. Thanks for coming to our school and taking time to talk with us. Can you tell us what your job is now, Brad? Sure, Josh. Thanks for that. And thank you, um, Tom, for that lovely introduction. My job today is, my title is a High Performance Coach Advisor with the New South Wales Institute of Sport. Um, I've been in that role for about two and a half years. Yep. So roughly translate into a coach's coach. I help all our sport programs and the coaches we have, which is about plus or minus uh, 30 coaches. Um, I help them um, work with their athletes and their programs as they aspire to achieve their own Olympic um, dreams. Yeah, that's great. That's pretty cool. Um, how did it feel when you won all of your Olympic medals? Well, it was a life dream for me. I dreamed about the Olympics um, since I was a kid. Um, and it was a lovely um, you know, sensation. But most, most importantly, it was something I got to share with my teammates. Um, most of the medals I, I was out, uh, fortunate enough to win were in teams events. And so that's with teammates you, you train hard with and you get to know and, and are still today um, close personal friends. So winning with mates is great and winning for Australia was even better. And you had seven screws inserted into your collarbone only 18 days before you won a bronze award, right? Can you tell us more about that? Yes, thanks, Matt. Um, I often tried to forget about that period. It was pretty tough for a number of days. Um, I was very angry when I first crashed and realised I'd broken my collarbone and I was playing a little bit of poor me, you know, poor Brad, you know, how unlucky. And um, through the um, uh, support from my teammates and family and, and some effort on my own part, I must, I must admit that, um, we were able to move away from poor Brad to, okay, it's, it's reality. Um, what can we do? What, how can we maximise those 18 days? And it got to the point where we stopped asking the question, how are you today, Brad? You know, how's the collarbone? It was just, okay, what can we do today? And we maximised the time and I was able to come away with a um, yeah, bronze medal in the Sydney Olympics. That's, that's great. Good so job. were you worried that you wouldn't be able to ride your bike in the competition? And did you feel any different when you rode your bike? Yeah, definitely was worried, Josh. It was, um, it was, it was a high concern um, 
Uh, but fortunately, um, we had some great people involved with the Australian mm. national team and the Olympic team. And I had huge confidence in the in the doctors. They were able to put that plate in and the, and the screws. Um, funny, um, funny recollection is that those screws were actually billed um, screw per screw. Apparently, if, if you were interested, a screw cost about $7. Um, it was on the invoice. Um, right down to the detail. Uh, but the... the amazing surgeon the amazing people were, were able to give me confidence and belief that mm. i wasn't going to lose too much it was still possible so that was really important not to lose that belief uh, but it was a concern for a while yeah 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 um you won the order of australia can you tell me about what that medal is and what it means sure grace that was a huge honor um and essentially these these are recognitions of, um, of uh, Australian citizens that are contributing to our society and our community. And the the recognition that I was receiving was for my contribution through a sporting lens, um, notably, you know, uh, winning medals and, and a gold medal for Australia. And I really take that on board because I recognise that I was given a lot of opportunity as a, as a young person and um, I was able to maximise those opportunities and, and, yeah, go along to win an Olympic Games gold medal. So for me it really was about... Um, winning a medal for Australia, thanks to Australia. So that recognition was just a wonderful um, a moment um, and it's something I, I, I'm really uh, proud about, but it's also accepting it comes with responsibility to maintain and to look for other ways to contrib contribute to, to our society. Mm. Thank you so much for coming to our school, Brad. We can't thank you enough. Have an amazing day and thank you. Matt, Grace, Josh, thank you for the opportunity and thank please you. express that to all your teammates, uh, your teammates, your, I always think about from Sporting Lens, um, your classmates, your teachers, it's been a wonderful experience. I've heard great things about this school and it's only been confirmed from my visit today, so thank you. Thank, thank you, you so for much. coming to Exeter. Thank you. All right, bye. That was an amazing interview. Thanks so much, Brad, for joining us on our show. He's a great inspiration, isn't he, Tom? He's such an awesome guy. This brings us to the end of our show. It's been a cracker, hasn't it, Tom? It sure has. I reckon it deserves a solid high five. That was super solid, Oscar. Thanks. We'll, we'll see you next time on the next episode of The Bell. Cheerio. Yeah.